today and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. Uh, it's great to have you here. My name is Lockie. I'm the host of this experience. And really my job is to help us guide those 157, pretty sure it's actually 167, I should know that by now, hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that you can grow your faith all throughout the week. Today, we kick off a brand new series called Note to Self. And Riley and I explain it a little bit, so we'll just leave that for the start of this episode. But we really hope you get some value out of this episode as we talk about what it would look like to include God uh, just in your daily dialogue, your daily decisions, and you would start to let God um, have a kind of bigger input in your life. So we really hope you enjoy this episode, and we'll catch you at the end. Well, we're back in the Beyond uh, Beyond Church the Beyond studios. studios. We are back here. It's great. It's been a few weeks. Great acoustics. The plants are still thriving. Yep. This plant particularly is called a praying plant. Um, now, I've got questions about this one, Locke, because I've, I've heard things about this plant, mostly yep. about its leaves. Its leaves. It is undergoing radical transformation. Is that right? It, so does it help you with prayer? Is that the idea of... Because I know there's some... Like, you think of a lavender. Oh, right. No, I know what you mean. helps you with sleep. No, no, no. The leaves go up and down according to the sunlight. So the leaves oh, will literally right. stand up or down as the sun... It's like a sunflower. Is that not just photo... Is it phototropism? The Is that not what leaves normally do with light? They normally uh, grow towards the light? Uh, they move every day. Oh, okay. I don't know. But they exactly. pray. They, they pray, pray every day. They pray every day. That's really good discipline by these leaves. It is. It is. And they, they clearly listen to the Beyond the Message podcast. The BTM. Which we're so excited about. Uh, this week, note to self, Riley, we've had a few complications. Let's not let's not beat around the bush or beat around Some the, uh, the plant. this afternoon. Bit of tech stuff. I'm currently on your laptop filming, recording this podcast, and I've noticed in the corner of your laptop screen <laughs> yes. is a note to self. Yeah, I've you have got a, a note a, to self. A running note. I have. That is literally called my notes. I think that's the software. It actually starts with Welcome to Tuesday. It does say Welcome um, to Tuesday. It welcomes me to my day, and then it has a couple of notes to self, because sometimes in LifeLock, we just need to make some notes to ourselves, either as reminders or things that we need to tick off in the day, or maybe things that we need to remember mm. or look forward to throughout the rest of our week. That's right. I know I'm a big note taker. I write a lot of notes for myself. I know it's helpful. I mean, I'm a journaler. I love mm. to reflect, yep. to think about my future, to yes. think about where I've come from, what my past has been, you know, whether that's five years or five minutes. Mm. Um, I assume you are too. I know you're quite a reflective kind of I guy. I do. I love a good time of journaling. That's right. And, and is that note to self series? You know, we're we're in part one of of two. Is it about the uh, the note to self? Is it about the you know the daily memos? Or what? What's the big idea of, of this series? Because I know I know there's something quite quite deep going on uh, with this message. Yeah. Well, I think in making it a note to ourself on on the note to self series uh, i think one of the things we can rep- recognize is that um in in every season of our life we always love anticipating the next season of life and you only really have to think about your time uh, maybe when you're little in primary school that idea of finally jumping into high school that transition from year six to seven or back in the days when it was the jump from year seven to year eight that was yeah a long time wow ago that now. was i did you no, know that Jeremy? No, no you did, I, the year six to, did year six to seven there you go but 
we always anticipate the next season of life. And even when you think of your high school journey and the things that come up next, the idea of getting your driver's license, all of a sudden there's a little bit more freedom in play, stepping outside of high school, you're in university, you're in college, you're picking up your trade, apprenticeship, your part-time work, then you're thinking about your career. So much to be excited about. And, and what we've really been looking at in this series of Note to Self is that when we step into that next season of life, there is an excitement to it because there's a, a freedom, a newfound freedom that we're stepping into as well. But the real reason we we're, we're kind of looking at this series of Note to Self uh, as well, Locke, is that with our freedom sometimes, we, we eventually get to that next season of life and, and actually find that that freedom can be really heavy. Uh, we make some decisions with our freedom sometimes, even if you look like look at things like uh, stepping into a new job or the idea of our successful career. We use our finances in ways that maybe we regret. Uh, maybe uh, we jump into a relationship and we just it just didn't go how we thought it was going to go. With that new freedom and responsibility, there can be a lot of uh, kind of heavy burden to it as well. And sometimes when we step into that next season of life, there can be a little bit of disappointment too. So when we're looking at note to self, we really are making a note to self uh, over just how we've kind of used this, this freedom or, or really looking at some of these lessons uh, that we were taught when we were younger or lessons that we've learned uh, that have grown us along the way or help us realize how we can actually go about using our freedom uh, in a way that's wise. So good. Uh, I know on the message at Beyond at Home, so in case you didn't catch that, feel free to go back to our Facebook or YouTube at Beyond Church and, and uh, watch Riley flawlessly execute this week's message. Um, but there's this reoccurring theme of Fruit Loops, which I think is quite hilarious. And as adults, like we're actually allowed to eat Fruit Loops every week. Biblical. It's biblical. It's, it's biblical. written in in, uh, in the Book of Romans, I believe. I am Jesus. <laughs> pretty sure he broke Fruit Loops. <laughs> he broke Fruit Loops. Uh, but like you know that that moment of uh, something that was so um, set aside for holidays. Mm. I remember as a kid, like Fruit Loops is like yeah, only yeah. holidays. And genuinely, as an adult, you are allowed to eat Fruit Loops at any point, whenever you want. And I, I it took me back to my first kind of experience living out of home, where you have freedom and not just over fruit loops yeah but over your time yes. over your cleanliness yep. and your habits mm-hmm. and your bedtime mm-hmm. and all these things where you go hang on actually yeah i do remember that first taste of freedom outside of home yeah um, and i hope we can you know in this conversation as we look at those four questions of our four monday we can look at how we navigate uh that freedom and we can look at the the tension between how free am I or how much do I need to give to God? Like if I give to God so much of my, of my freedom and my choices, mm-hmm. um, what, am, what am I actually left with? What, what freedom, what autonomy do I have? So I think we're in for a really cool conversation. It's good angle. Um, we are going to, you know, we like to chat, but we're going to keep it nice and concise. <laughs> concise. That's um, our goal. You know, our, our first question today, Riley, I did write down, can I eat fruit times, fruit loops, sorry, anytime you like. Anytime. Um, Again, I think we addressed it as theologically, yep. Theologically okay. Yeah, Jesus definitely. says. I, just talking about fruit loops briefly um, in our BTM sure. today. Like, sure. I, I think what excites me most about fruit loops, I don't know if you ever got one of those little six uh, variety packs, the mini series. Of course, of course. This was a holiday classic for yeah. my family, and I'm sure for many families across Australia. Because in that pack as well, you wouldn't just get the Fruit Loops, Cocoa Pops, Nutri Grain, you know, 
the other assortments you get, you'd also get Frosties. I don't know if you remember Frosties. Frosties were the sugary. Coated. This is a throwback. Yeah, they didn't. Frosties didn't normally come in big sizes, but you could get them in these little holiday packs. Um, Frosties were great. They were just sugar coated mm. cornflakes, really, but they were mm. so much more because they tasted like heaven. So, I think when it comes to that question of can you eat Fruit Loops whenever you want, obviously you can. Uh, but when it comes again to making decisions, should you be eating Fruit Loops every day of your life? I may be biased again in saying, oh, I think you can get away with it. Every day could be a holiday for you. But we do. We make decisions. Not a healthy decision, I'd say, over the long term. Only a two-star health rating, I think. Possibly Well, less. the health star rating system is corrupt. You can get five-star <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> but decisions we make sometimes can also lead us to uh, some regrets too, which I know we talked about yeah. at our Beyond at Home too. And I think that's that's really important. Like, yes, you and I are Christians. We believe in Jesus. We believe in God. We attend church. However, at any point in my life, I have all the freedom available to me. Mm. Like, I, I could do anything I wanted to right now. Um, so, uh, you know, are the metaphorical fruit loops available to me? Yeah, they are. Like, the, I'm not I'm not bound into any kind of contract as a Christian. Um but, you know, I, I'm, I'm allowed to do anything I want, positive or negative. Mm. And I think that's a really good good starting point for this episode when mm. we're talking about freedom. It's like, yeah, you, you do have freedom. Um, and part of being a Christian isn't to, to restrict your freedom. It's actually to step into it, yep. to recognize that you do have the freedom yeah. um, to do anything you like and then to work out what you want to do. So part of being a Christian isn't just going, oh, no, no more freedom. This is what God says you have to do. It's actually saying, no, I, I've got freedom. How am I going to choose to use it? Mm-hmm. So there you go. Metaphorical fruit loops. Metaphorical what are they? I mean, what could they be? I'm thinking like binging Netflix. That's a metaphor, yeah, metaphorical Fruit Loop for sure. Um, I am genuinely just thinking about Fruit Loops. You're, you're stuck on Fruit Loops, too. yeah. yeah I've, I've moved I'm a little bit. Here. Angle too, yeah. Um, you know, just all the, all the, you know, you you can think of your own kind of Fruit Loops, your own little splurge or your own little binge that you engage with. Can you have it anytime you like? Yeah, of course you can. Mm. Um, but hopefully, as we continue this conversation, we're gonna hear what God might say about that. Yeah, yeah, and I think it plays into again what we're talking about at Beyond at Home with part one of Note to Self 2 Lock is that this fellow named Paul, who we were looking at, at his writing, um, you know, on, on the weekend or whenever he watched Beyond at Home and, you know, he, he, he did, he realised with his, his freedom, this ability to, to choose that it can lead us to decisions of regret or as Paul puts it, you know, he, he was really talking about this idea. He, he verbalises this tension and frustration uh, we feel when our behavior doesn't match our expectations and when we are disappointed with ourselves out of, out of how we kind of used our freedom. Um, and his whole thing is like, you know, I really want to do what is good. Mm. I want to use my freedom for good yeah. and I want to do good. I want to be known as someone who's good. I want to be a good person. But it's this tension as well. Like, like we're talking about tension and frustration. We feel when our behavior doesn't match our expectations of self and we feel like we're disappointed with ourselves or we've disappointed other people. Paul is saying, I want to do good, but I just don't. Like, mm. But I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. Like, How do I continue to end up in that cycle? Um, and I know in the times when we feel like we've fallen short of things, and I can definitely say this, it's a, it's a hard kind of spot to be in of like, you know, how can, I, how can I get myself out of this cycle? Like, 
I want to do good, but mm. I keep feel, feeling like I'm falling short. He, he addresses this real wrestle that I think is just not just a follower of Jesus Christian thing. It's a humanity thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, so I guess like following and stepping further into that conversation from beyond a home, you know, we, we did talk about God being the, a good compass, I guess, is a way to say that of, of our decisions. Mm. Like, if we actually trusted God with our decisions, they would end up well. They would end up good. That's kind of what we believe as Christians. Um, but I guess a follow-up question to that is like, where is then our autonomy if we if we just are following God's decisions on our behalf? Mm. It, like, is God a strict parent that is just like already preset our decisions and we just kind of have to step into them and reluctantly follow? Uh, yeah, God, that's probably correct. I should yeah. do that. Yeah. Mm. And I think it opens up a really big conversation there around free will and choices as well, which there are some great resources out there mm. um, to that, that you could jump into. Um, but I know, again, when we talk about that idea of autonomy and kind of the bottom line of, of what we're looking at um, in part one too, is that that what Paul, and, and taking Paul as this writer again, this fellow who was around 2,000 years ago, but has this pretty awesome testimony where he was someone who went around terrorizing Christians and arresting them and when he met the risen Jesus, like, <laughs> that's pretty good evidence. Like, if Jesus is popping up in front of you when he was meant to be dead, like, that would probably take me over the line from moving from someone who mm. wasn't a follower of Jesus to following Jesus. Yeah. With Paul's really unique perspective, uh, he actually talks around how, you know, there is a dependency, like, Jesus being the solution. He actually says, you know, almost this experience of, like, well, I just can't do good. He goes on to say, like, what a miserable person I am, like really heavy there, almost like very self-critique. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Who will free me from this life that is just rupturing my relationships, the brokenness within me, the brokenness within my world, and ultimately, like, death. And what he's really speaking to is a rescuer. But I think when we look at this question of autonomy, to go to go back to it, mm. um, Locke, it's... It's this dependency, like this full dependency where we can say like in our life, there's things that make us feel content. Like there's things we can aim for, like making sure we have a successful career set up, making sure that's in place, having finances under our belt. So we have safety and just, you know, these things that guard us and make us feel well protected uh, over our future. There's things that sometimes we crave and need like, okay, I really just, just need a relationship in order to feel more secure about myself. Like there's a list of things that we could run off here. And then there's some things we turn to just to make us feel good, those short-term fixes too. And people find that in different ways as well. And what Paul, I think, is, is really pointing to here when he's looking at this solution, thank God that the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Like, thank God that the answer is Jesus, the solution to the mess in our world and, and within our own world. He's turning to a source that is reliant, like something that you can rely in, more so sorry, something that you can depend on on um that it can never god can can never fault us like this is mm. god the creator of the universe is completely for us completely yeah. on our side um which for us to realize is is one thing for us to hear is one thing for us to completely embrace i think there's a real challenge in that because it's like well, well how can this be and i know a lot of people and can completely understand if you've had an experience with christians before where God is, is portrayed as this all-controlling puppeteer of our lives who's dictating every decision, pulling all the strings, but also 
God the, puppet, the puppeteer who's, who's waiting just to condemn us, to tell us what we're doing wrong. Um, but again, this is God, creator of the universe, who entered into history as man, so as, as a human, so he'd feel exactly the same things that we felt. Mm-hmm. Like this is actually really understanding or is an understanding Heavenly Father who knows what we've been in um, that we can depend on and someone we can fully trust in, which is a big deal, is a big deal because trust in any relationship is is massive yeah that's so good and 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 just touching on what you said like he wants what's good for us like genuinely and purely with no other uh motivation Mm. other than for the glory of of him and his kingdom and and to help us out Mm. Mm. i think that's worth following that's an example that's worth following and i guess going into the question three i might just quickly touch on this because really want to hammer this home with our fourth and final question yeah yeah. but what i've got for three is um, would I never fail if I let God control all my decisions? Well, the answer is probably yes. And this isn't coming from a theologically backed uh, response. I, I haven't sat down with any professors or anything like that and, and worked out. This is just me as Lockie speaking. So that's just a disclaimer. But I feel like if if we followed every single thing that God wanted for us and he laid out for us and we just you know like followed it exactly and executed it, uh, we would not fail. But our, our humanness and, and who we are and what we bring to the table, that often causes the failings. I, you know, maybe, maybe the best way to kind of explain this is talking about my own circumstances mm. because no one can, you can't argue with that. That's just yeah. my, my, yeah. Uh, my experience. Mm. But I know that um, if I had followed the path that God is just laying out for me, uh, I wouldn't have got myself into a lot of the mess that I made for myself mm. when I figured that I could do things better and I knew the right way and I've gone to chase this thing or, uh, or just acted in the wrong way. Like if I followed it, if I, if I followed the example of Jesus and, and was on the path that God really wanted for me, I wouldn't have ended up in the messes that I have mm. personally in the past. So I feel like, I don't know if this is making any sense to you, Riley. Um, no, I wouldn't have failed if, if I followed God perfectly, but in a way that's the beauty of Christ of this faith is that regardless of how much we fail, God is still directing our path. Yeah. He's not giving up on us. Yep. And so ma- no matter how many times I've fallen short and I- literally gone off script, mm. gone off on what God is going like, mm. hey, Lockie, this is for you. And yeah, I've gone, really thanks, good. man. I'm going to go do this thing. Yeah. And it's always this really beautiful experience where I come back to Jesus and I and he goes, come on, let's, let's do it again. Yeah, yeah. And it's... I think in that, and maybe you don't even, maybe you're listening in, you're not even someone who call yourself a Christian. Maybe you went to a, a Christian school or something like that. Maybe you've heard that story about the prodigal son um, and the return home of this son who, who takes his father's inheritance early, runs off with it, spends it all, and mm. eventually comes back to his ja- dad just with like nothing and just feeling terrible. But I think what we learn in that story too, if you, if you do check it out, it's something you can very easily just Google and, and, and read the text. Um, if you're really chasing it, but there's this story about a prodigal God as well, a reckless love. Um, mm. And that reckless love is, it's spent, it's spendthrift. Like it's just, it's almost foolish in nature to be that, that loving this, this image of this father opening his arms up and welcoming back his son. He's ran off with his inheritance, like yeah. completely just ditched his dad. And then his dad's welcomed him back with, with open arms and thrown a party and a celebration and, I think one of the things that I've learned in this walk of being a follower of Jesus and continue to learn 
Lockie in very foolish mistakes and just in the brokenness and everything else that Paul is talking about in this text too is that God wants to walk with us and he desires to walk with us and it's this side-by-side walk. It's not like a lead yeah. yank and pull, which like for some people, I know I'm not talking about everyone's experience here who's a follower of Jesus or would call themselves one, but like it, it's not this above you puppeteer either. Mm. Like it's side-by-side it's at this pace and this, mm. this slow pace of, of grace as well and embracing it. Um, and it, it's this idea of actually making space, making space for him. It's a coming back to home. So good. I just want to, you know, the question was, would I never fail if I let God control my decision? Well, God isn't after, don't, God doesn't care about failure. It's not about that. It's about, yeah, the, the walk with him in yeah. relationship. Mm. So the question is actually probably not great. Well, but I never fail. Like, and we all define failure differently. That's right. Differently too, hey. Um, but it's, you know, God doesn't actually care about our failures. He, he just wants our, he wants us. He wants our attention. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't want to just give us a tick or a cross. Mm. He wants relationship with us. Mm. So there you go. That was the quick answer to that question. But again, as you mentioned, Riley, there's all sorts of resources that you could find out there talking about free will and, and these conversations. That's a nice, oh, nice thing to look at. Get into your research. Um, but, but really just tying us off today, we're looking at our, our full Monday, which is asking God, what do you think? Mm. In any situation, every situation this week saying, God, what do you think? Um, and the, the question is, how can I begin to let God into those decisions? Or how can I beget, how can I begin to, to let God into those moments where I'm not sure or I'm feeling like I want to do the right thing, but I can't. Yeah. As, as that text in Romans says. Yeah. And I think to preface your question too, Lockie, I think we all have this, our own kind of definition of what like a big decision is in our life. And maybe for some of us, it's big decisions, you know, about what the future will look like, um, big decisions about job opportunities. Again, we can talk about finances. We can talk about, health stuff, big decisions within our family, big decisions when it comes to relationships. We can talk about small decisions as well that just pop up in our day that are like these almost like emergency split moments of like, well, what do I do here? Like, is this a yes or is this a no? And when we talk about this next step and this asking this question, like, God, what do you think? It's it's actually seeking God out in, in our daily rhythms, um, which is tricky at times because it's so easy for us to to have that big decision land and just go into panic mode. Uh, I know this is my default at times too, particularly when it comes to freedom to choose. There's so many options. There's so many things to consider. We can just become overwhelmed or we can have a decision drop in our plate and just get really worried. And again, I think even when we look at that verse that popped up in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew that we looked at for part one, um, it, you know, it, it reads... It, well, more so, Jesus talks about seeking first his kingdom. Yes, his I love kingdom, this verse. His so righteousness. Good. And all these things will be given to you as well. But his big statement is like, that is a big statement itself. But he says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. How much worry has there been this year? Just in itself, in the season of everything. Yeah. Each day has enough trouble of its own. He says, do not worry. Do not worry is, is not always enough. But, but Jesus makes it clear. He's like, but do not worry is not enough. He's actually saying like, no, no, if you do this, if you seek first my kingdom and righteousness like this, this right living, then you like, if, if, 
if you do that, he's saying, like, if you do this, all the things you're worrying about it will be taken care of. Like, you'll be cared for. Like, you are cared for. Like, maybe not in the way you think, but what Jesus is saying is, like, I want to walk with you as you experience them. Like, seek first his kingdom. And he's not just talking about his eternal kingdom of heaven. He's talking about, like, right now. Like, mm. seek God as your dependent, not yourself. Again, really easy to get that decision, freak ourselves out, or just make that split decision that can cause us regret or has our own interests at heart, but that it's a skewered interest. It could hurt other people. He's saying, don't just seek it out and just look within yourself. Actually seek God out with any of your new responsibilities, new relationships, big career options, big or small, new decisions that weigh on us. He says, don't worry about tomorrow each day. This has to be daily. He's not just saying, seek first his kingdom. And then once you decide, once you've made that decision with your life, like you're in, like it's not a one-off full stop destination. There I am, boom, heaven. Like that's not all of it. Like it's this journey of of failure and yeah. challenges and everything we've talked about. But it's this great reward of learning more about yourself. It's a process of becoming, which I know we've talked about so much in our last couple of series on Beyond at Home as well. It's a process of learning more about others too, but ultimately learning more about just the love of a heavenly father. And again, making space for him because like Jesus loves the messes we are. We've talked about this, but he loves us way too much to leave us that way. And this is a God who has your best interests at heart, who knows what your best interests are, but he knows you yeah. for who he created and designed to be. And he would make better decisions for you. This is Christian worldview. He would make better decisions for you than you. And he wants to make great decisions for you. He wants for you to live a great life and to love other people greatly, to be the best friend, colleague, son, daughter, mother, father, parent, because he loves people more than you love people, which is a crazy reality in itself understand it again this is the reckless love of god that's so cool i feel like every step of the christian journey is god just asking us to hand over a little bit more and so as as we begin we we ask god what do you think we're actually just engaging that dialogue it's a between conversation us and god yep. and god you know if we ask god enough questions he's going to start to give us answers mm. god what do you think about this mm. and and i believe um that as we, we go on this Christian walk, this Christian journey alongside Jesus, that he's going to ask us to get uncomfortable at times, but often to just to yield, to give over certain things. Mm. So I love seeing new Christians just be like, this is the best thing in the world. Like, I love Jesus. I'm, I'm yeah. in. Um, but then there's a process, there's a journey in which mm. over years and years and years, um, God will press on their heart and say, hey, um, Riley, it's time to yield your finances and it's time to yield your career or to give over what you thought your perception of family was. Mm. All these sorts of things. So, you know, again, it's just the start of that dialogue yeah. um, between us and God. Yeah. God, what do you think? And God's going to start giving us his take and start, put, you know, really gently pointing us in the right direction yeah. as to what he would want for us. Yeah, He wants us to live in community. He wants us to live in relationship with him mm -hmm. generously. Um, he wants us to live, you know, bigger than ourselves, all these mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. It's this really beautiful dialogue that we get to have with, with Jesus yeah. where he's going to just transform our lives in the most radical way yep. and best way possible. Yep, yep. And again, it's, it's a starting point here as well. Maybe for a while you've been exploring what this whole idea of being on a faith journey or just have these big questions about life and maybe you're not ready for that 
whatever you think that big step into a faith journey might look like or following Jesus might look like, which I can say again is it's a simple it's a simple step to and in just starting conversation as we're talking about this week on BTM of just entering into conversation with God. And we're not saying yell this out in the middle of an IGA or these or <laughs> God, what do you think? <laughs> what should I have for dinner? And yelling it out loud in that way. Like this is actually a really simple starting point of conversation with a heavenly father who listens mm. and he always responds to this this question of God, what do you think? Watch him work within your life. So good. Well from us at the Beyond Studios <laughs> With the praying plants. With the praying plants. That is this week's Beyond the Message. So stoked you could come back, Riley. Uh, it's great to have you here. Thank you, Lucky. Always good. Always good. I, I hope that was a... Yeah, we, we covered a lot of ground. Um, I'm, I'm stoked with it. Fairly concise. <laughs> yeah, we do, well, we do well. That's <laughs> it. Fun. Awesome. We'll see you in a couple of weeks, Riley. And uh, yeah, really hope everyone listening got some value uh, and, and learned something new about faith this week. Thanks, Lucky. Well, hey, thank you so much for tuning into the Beyond the Message podcast. Next week, some really exciting news on the Beyond Church front. I won't spoil anything but feel free to, uh, to tune into that. Make sure you jump over to our socials or our website if you'd like to connect with us. But apart from that, we will see you this time next week for Beyond the Message. See you later.